The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday, powered by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Got a bunch of media gigs doing games for Westwood One and CBS Sports and the Philadelphia Eagles, among others. Do a bunch of stuff for Radio.com as well. I also have a number of podcasts that I absolutely love, like this here podcast. Uh, We love when you guys do anything to help the show. It means a great deal to us. We mention it pretty much every day. Uh, The two things we think are probably most effective are if you just spread the word via social media, if you just give us any engagement, a retweet or a like, A, you'll be automatically entered to win a little something-something from me. I got three games, by the way, next week, which means three press passes. For those of you that might want Bill's Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Mercer Army, CBS TV. So got some cool press passes coming up. I already have a bunch this week, especially those of you that like the Army Black Knights. I'm actually rocking some Army West Point Black Knights gear right now. If you want to check that out at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So you can be automatically entered to get that. All you have to do is retweet or like any of our posts, either at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Please follow if you're not already. Or at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of those. I check them all. Each week I pick somebody different from Instagram or from Twitter or from Facebook. And I give you the choice whether you'd rather have a signed picture or a signed card or maybe one of these awesome press passes that none of your buddies have or have ever seen before. Sponsor confirmation email winner is pretty cool as well. Anybody that takes advantage of any sponsor, you get to ask me any question that you'd like, which is awesome. That's number one. Then number two, you also have a chance to win the same type of thing. Sign picture, sign card, sign press pass. Just make sure you send it to me after you sign up. Ross at RossTucker.com. Let's roll, Bri. The Big Show. 
Monday Night Football, there was supposed to be two games, but, well, it turned out to only be one. Saints and Chargers. Saints come from behind to force overtime. Beat the Chargers 30-27. to Unbelievable football game. I feel like we've been pretty fortunate with the primetime games this year being really competitive, really interesting. This was a fantastic football game. Kind of always felt like the Saints were going to come back. I didn't think the Chargers were going to run away with it, although the Chargers did have their chances to put the game away, to win it late. It just seems like the Chargers did what the Chargers do, which is not close it out, have a little mistake here, miss extra point there, missed field goal there, or and the Saints usually find a way to get it done in those situations. Herbert led the Chargers for a touchdown. He's really impressive. And I I wrote this on Twitter last night at Ross Tucker NFL. He is absolutely better than I thought he would be. And I need to go ahead and take an L as it relates to Justin Herbert. I mean, it's early. We'll see. But he's missing a lot of guys. I mean, he's missing Eckler. Keenan Allen went out after two catches, including the one touchdown catch. The O-line, I think I tweeted this as well, the whole group's below average. Every single guy. But as a unit, they're actually functioning pretty decently. I give them some credit. But just the way he saw that blitz coming on the touchdown pass to Keenan Allen, encourage you guys to check the highlights if you get a chance. But saw that blitz coming, got on the move, threw it to Keenan Allen. Awesome. And, and by the way, some of the other things that just jumped out to me, I think the first, at least the first three, probably the first four or five Taysom Hill plays totally backfired for the Saints. Didn't work at all. Now, late, he did get a touchdown. Although, man, I think a lot of people probably could have ran that touchdown. I don't think he was even touched. Uh, although, with how big he is and how fast he is, when he gets ahead of steam, I don't think many people want to get a piece of Taysom Hill in those situations. That's for sure. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Early on, the Taysom Hill plays were not working. Herbert dropped another bomb to Guyton, which was also another really nice touchdown throw to Mike Williams. That was after a big mistake by the Saints, which was a roughing the kicker penalty. And the Chargers were off and rolling. I mean, both touchdown passes were impressive for Justin Herbert. Really impressive. Breeze then had a terrible interception. Terrible to Nasir Adderley that led to another touchdown pass for Justin Herbert. This one to Hunter Henry. And it was, what, 20-3? to Chargers were rolling. They did miss an extra point, which, of course, came back to haunt them because it always does. What, what I thought was clutch, Bry, for the Saints was they had pinpoint accuracy from Breeze on the final drive of the first half. And it's so funny. People are so quick. They're such in a hurry to bury Drew Brees. He's still good. He's not a top five quarterback anymore, but he's still good. He had a terrible pick, yeah, but he's still good. Uh, Because he's doing all of it, by the way, without Michael Thomas. So that led to an Emmanuel Sanders touchdown at the end of the half. That was huge to make it 20-10. to Then he found Jared Cook. The ball went a while in the air, which evidently is important to a lot of people. Uh, And that tied it up for the Saints 20-20. to But give the Chargers credit, much like the Vikings Sunday night, 
Herbert found a wide open Mike Williams for the score once again to go ahead. And then I mentioned this earlier, but Taysom Hill was able to finally get uh, a, a contribution with the touchdown run. And then late in the game, um, you know, the, the Saints in overtime kicked the go-ahead field goal. Chargers fourth and seven. They throw it to Mike Williams. Marshawn Lattimore makes a great tackle. Showed tremendous strength and instincts to keep Mike Williams short of the first down. I thought it was really impressive. And that's how the game ended. Keenan Allen got injured for the Chargers. Joey Bosa was kind of limited. Emmanuel Sanders had a big night, which he had to have. And, of course, the Chargers missed not only the extra point, but the game-winning field goal attempt at the end of regulation after Herbert had gotten them in position yet again. Just, there are certain fan bases, man. Falcons, Lions, Chargers. I don't know how you guys do it. It is absolutely brutal. You know what else is brutal? People that have not taken advantage of the ridiculous deal they have at the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. They're giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Look, legalized sportsbook here in the U.S. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. So even if your state's not legal yet, get the app on your phone, put the promo code ROSS in. That code ROSS get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time for the all-important power ranking. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... This may be one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL. Number 32, the New York Jets. I don't even think I really need to explain it. Other than to say there's some teams out there that are very happy the Jets are this bad. And also that now Le'Veon Bell is liking tweets about his usage from fantasy players. And Adam Gase is being asked about it and doesn't like it. Yeah, things are going great for the Jets. Just great. Number 31, the Washington football team. They're a a mess right now. Uh, It was a great story about Alex Smith, but I don't know how well he's going to actually be able to play. And it looks like Kyle Allen will be the starting quarterback for Washington if and when he's healthy. I would kind of expect that to be this week, but I guess we'll see. Number 30, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Every week they're dropping, Bry. They started at 32, went to 29, went all the way up to 19. Now they're back to 30. Now they're back to about where we thought they would be. Number 29, the Atlanta Falcons. Did not think that the Falcons would be this bad. Did not think the Falcons would be this low. Yet, here we are. They even fired Ben Kotwika, their special teams coordinator yesterday. 
Jeff Ulbrich, who I know well, is now the D coordinator. They're going to see if under Raheem Morris they can get it turned around. I mean, I guess Raheem Morris has a chance to to get the head coaching job if they win a bunch of games. Number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a disappointing performance by them against the Ravens. I had to drop them several spots. I was feeling better about them after the Jaguars win. That was the first game where they were really not competitive at all. 27, the Denver Broncos. They had a surprising bye this week, so not much to say there other than that bye might be what enables Drew Locke to play in their next game, although that bye might also be what enables Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore, to play in the next game. So I think maybe the Broncos would have rather played this week. 26, the New York Giants. You know, the Giants moved up a bunch of spots because that's actually two weeks in a row now, even though they lost, that I feel like I've seen a lot of signs of life. And that's two winnable games, especially the Cowboys game. They had a couple tough calls go against them in that game as well, several actually. So I kind of like where the Giants are turning. I like them more than these other teams. Number 25, the Houston Texans. Texans got a big win, won by a couple touchdowns. We'll see if they can keep it going with Romeo Cornell. If you think about it, both Ro- I don't think Romeo Cornell is going to be a full-time head coach at his age, but still an opportunity for both Romeo Cornell and Raheem Morris. 24, the 49ers. They are going the wrong way. And their schedule gets harder now, Bri. Not easier. I guess it'll be Garoppolo again, but we'll see. They're kind of in a bad spot there, man. I mean, the Super Bowl loser hangover is very real for the 49ers, and obviously all of their injuries are a big part of of the reason why. 23, the L.A. Chargers. So the Chargers lost last night. We just talked about it, but I would say they didn't. I didn't drop them at all. I still feel like the Chargers have a lot of good things going. I mean, they have so many injuries, Bri. People were putting it out on Twitter last night. They have so many injuries, and yet back-to-back games on the road against pretty good Bucks and Saints teams, they have been there and done a really, really nice job. Um, so I, I'm not dropping them. 22, the Lions. So the Lions had a bye this week. Not much really to say there. 21, Minnesota Vikings. Tough, tough loss for the Vikings. Some of these teams, Bry, are just having some hard luck, whether it's the Chargers or the Vikings. If you think about it, they could easily have two, three wins. They're just struggling to close out some of these games. And a lot of times, Bry, that's the difference between winning and losing in the NFL. Number 20, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, number 20. Very, very impressive performance. It's a weird thing because I know that Dolphins fans have to be anxious to see Tua out there. They have to. But you can't bench Fitzpatrick after he plays like that. Number 19, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I actually moved the Cowboys up one. They ended up winning a game even with Dak Prescott getting hurt, but I'm not moving them up more than that until I see a little bit more from Dalton. 
Number 18, the Philadelphia Eagles. Only dropped the Eagles one. I mean, the, you know, the defense has really been disappointing, but the good news is the offense kind of came alive against the Steelers. That was their best offensive showing of the year. Number 17, the Arizona Cardinals. That's more like it. Now, I know it was against the Jets, but that's still more like it and a little bit more like what we expected before the season from them, although no Chandler Jones is really going to hurt. Number 16, the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. I only moved them up two spots. You know, I should maybe move them up more. They're 4-1. and one. They find a way to win these close games. You know, I, the issue in my mind is they really benefited quite a bit from the officiating on Thursday night, which is why I just can't give them that much credit. What I can do is help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. Number 15, the Indianapolis Colts. They got to get the offense going. And I don't know how much blame you want to put on Phillip Rivers or some of the issues they've had, Marlon Mack getting injured, but they need more production from their offense than they're getting, period. Number 14, the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, that was a huge win. I predicted before the year in our prediction special show that they would make the playoffs. That that was a big one. To get that win after the losses to both the Bills and the Patriots, that, that was a big one. I think even just for their psyche and for their momentum for the rest of the year, that was a huge win for the Raiders and does give them a great chance to stay in the playoff mix. Number 13, the Carolina Panthers. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is unbelievable, Brian. I, there, there's no chance I thought the Carolina Panthers would ever be 13th in the power rankings this year. No way. But they've won three in a row. None of them have been flukes. They've been the better team in each game. They're good. Matt Rule can flat out coach. Unbelievable. Number 12, the Tennessee Titans. So they play tonight. Obviously, when we do the power rankings next week, we will have two new games of data points for the Titans to evaluate, and that could greatly affect where they are. But right now I'm going by what they've done in their three games so far, and they deserve to be right around here, around 12. At 11, the New Orleans Saints. Obviously talked about their performance last night. I still dropped them a spot uh, just because – you know, first of all, I had to move the Browns ahead of them. Browns have been more impressive. And secondly, Saints are winning, but it just still feels like something's missing. Maybe that's something with Michael Thomas, but it still feels like something's missing. 
Number 10, the Patriots. They had a bye. Not much to say there, although, wow. I mean, they went from probably having no Cam Newton and no Stephon Gilmore to having them both next week. That is helpful. I, I think they'd probably beat the Broncos anyway, but now they'll definitely beat the Broncos if they have both those guys. Number nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they just lost the Bears. I know they're three and two, which is not as good of a record as some of these other teams. But I still think the Bucs have a pretty darn good football team. They did not get the breaks last Thursday night, to say the least. Number eight, the Cleveland Browns. Wow, that's weird seeing them as a top 10 team. Isn't it? That's about as high as we've had the Browns in a long time. But when you win four games in a row, when you score 30 points in all those games, and when the last game is a fairly convincing win over the Indianapolis Colts, who are a three and one team, yeah, Cleveland Browns are in the top 10 of my power rankings. Number seven, the LA Rams. So consistent, so consistent throughout the entire year so far. I am thoroughly impressed by what they've done. I really thought, you know, they lost a bunch of guys, Gurley and Cooks and Dante Fowler, you know, with the salary cap stuff. They're better. I, I mean, they're, they're better without those guys right now. Credit to Sean McVay, to Les Need. They made the right decisions from a salary cap. They kept the guys they needed to like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and got rid of the guys they could afford to get rid of. Number six, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't move them up or down, primarily because as good of the performance was offensively, the defense showed some chinks, and I, I'm just not sure they're better than these teams I have ahead of them. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills play tonight, don't really have a new data point on them. We will after tonight. And in fact, by next Tuesday's power rankings, they'll have played the Titans undefeated tonight, the Chiefs next Monday night at 5. I'm doing that game on Westwood 1. So I'll have a lot to say about the Bills next week. Number four, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks have been number four for four straight weeks. And it's because... They're good. I like them. But, you know, they're kind of escaping. And part of that's because that's what Russell Wilson does. He finds a way to get it done. But also, at some point, you're, I'm just going to have to see, be a little bit more convinced that they're really better than these teams that are ahead of them because I don't think that they are. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Dropped them two spots, not just because they lost but because it's the third time out of five games where they've really been vulnerable. They, they've showed their vulnerability against the Chargers, against the Patriots, and now against the Raiders. I mean, three out of five showing that maybe you're not as good as people think you are. That's, that's more than half the games. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, even when the Ravens aren't overly impressive – maybe offensively in this game, they still go ahead and win 27-3. to three. You know, I mean, they still win by double digits in NFL games. It's just hard to erase that Chiefs game from your thought process. 
Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... At number one this week, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, they had a bye, so there's not much to talk about other than they benefited from the Chiefs losing and not looking great. And the Ravens kind of being okay again. I think the Packers right now, the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, which is up there arguably better than Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, but it's right there. But the way he's playing, I think that you can make the argument that the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the NFL right now, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Shop local with Visa to help support your community because where you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. We have a time for an email today, Brian. Let's do it. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address is always ross at rostucker.com. Love getting any emails from you guys, especially after you've taken advantage of one of our sponsors. You know, there's a code for all the sponsors, right? So they know how many people use it. They know how many people we're sending to them. And if we're not sending them enough, then they're not going to advertise on the show anymore. So it's much appreciated when you do it because we obviously need those sponsors to keep this thing going. So anybody that ever does takes advantage of any of the sponsors, really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'll read and respond to any question you ever have. What do you have, Bri? Good morning, Ross. Just took advantage of the Tucker offer at omahasteaks.com. I'm looking forward to my freezer full of meats for the fall grilling season. So thank you. Like you said, as the weather cools down here in New England and the opportunity for outdoor dining diminishes, I anticipate many nights of grilling at home and watching football on TV. We don't even have high school football here in Connecticut this fall. Now, Ross, I am a lifelong New York Jets fan. For better or worse, my kids are now in this miserable boat with me. We have made a pact that when the Jets make the Super Bowl again, we're all going to go. But how do we get there? My question is this. Why do some NFL franchises, Jets, Lions, Browns are a good example, just constantly underperform while other franchises like the Steelers, Ravens, and Patriots consistently outperform? Is it the ownership? Is it coaching? Is it scouting, drafting, cap management? I know it's probably a combination of all of the above, but why can't some franchises seem to ever figure it out while others work with this winning formula year after year? That is from Paul. Paul, it's a terrific question, and the answer is, you're right, it is a combination of all those things, but it really always starts with ownership. Cleveland's ownership, you know, both Lerner and Haslam has left a lot to be desired. Now, I do think, for the first time, the combination of Andrew Barry at GM and Kevin Stefanski at head coach has a chance to get the Browns turned around, and they have a chance to be good for a while. I don't want to jump ahead of things, but they have a chance because I think they finally got the right head coach and the right GM. Finally, after all the different machinations, and it feels like Jimmy Haslam is staying out of the way and letting two very smart guys that I know very well you know, go out there and do their thing. And so far, so good. For the Jets, I mean, their ownership has switched between the Johnson brothers and 
they made a terrible decision to hire Adam Gase, fire Mike McCagnin, to bring in Joe Douglas. It's a mess. It's a mess. I think Jets ownership doesn't have a real good feel for how to be successful in pro football. And unfortunately, there's not much you can do there. That makes it pretty darn tough when that's the case. And then, you know, in Detroit, I don't know. Their ownership, Mrs. Ford seems fine. I think that, you know, they stuck with a guy like Matt Millen too long. And I think that, you know, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, I just don't think that they're going to end up being the right formula for the Lions. I think it'll end up being back to the drawing board in Detroit to try to get it right, to try to get their Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski because it doesn't look like Quinn and Patricia are going to be able to get it done. I do think for those organizations, there are culture issues. There's just kind of a losing culture that pervades the organization. It's really tough to get past that. It's really tough to overcome that. It almost seems like late in games, some of these teams almost expect to lose rather than like the Steelers or the Patriots, whoever, that expect to win. doesn't mean it'll happen every time, but I just think there's kind of an expectation there. Really, really good question, Paul. I love that question. And that's why I like when teams like that that have been down for a while, throw the Raiders in there. I, I like when they're good. I like when you guys get your chance to have success and enjoy your team winning some games. Like the Jets did a couple years with Rex Ryan, a couple AFC championship games. You know, I really like that. Shout-outs go today to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. We will, of course, have the Even Money podcast again today. Man, if, even if you're not into betting, you really need to check out that show. We were 3-0 and on our best bets in week five. I was up two units again. I'm up 12 units for the season. You got to listen. Even Money podcast. Tomorrow we'll have Andrew Brandt and the Fantasy Feast podcast. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.